0: Hi, and welcome back to Chatting with CoPlanet. We are experienced, exceptional educational consultants who believe that the world will thrive when our youth thrive. And today, we are here with Amrita Bhattacharya-Dennis, who is the most outstanding science instructor and teacher, coach, and administrator I've ever known. She has a decade-plus experience in education. And the first thing she's here to talk to you about today is why she is so passionate about science?
1: Hey, Jen, that's actually a really good question. And the more I think about it, it's, it's not even really a passion for me. It's more like just the way I think. I know it's a little bit extreme because that's kind of all I think about is science. When I wake up in the morning, how am I going to get my students to achieve? Um, and the idea here is that whenever you're thinking, you should be thinking in a scientific matter. What is somebody telling me? What is the claim that they're making? What is the reason that I should be thinking about something? What's the evidence for that? Show me the proof. And that's just kind of how I live my day-to-day or moment-to-moment, if you will. And I think that that's just so important for everybody to think about when they're moving through their daily actions. Um, So again, it's not really a passion. It's just kind of, I don't know how you could
0: live without giving everything some scientific thought. Awesome, Amrita. I bet most people don't even think about science that way. I bet they think about it either as something thrilling and revolutionary that's gonna change our world, or they think about it as something crusty and boring rather than like a way of thinking every day of your life. So thanks for challenging and transforming the way we even think about scientific thought. Um, the next thing I want to ask you is how do you get students excited about science? And then once they're excited about science, How do you get them to achieve?
1: So, first of all, I want to speak in terms of what you said um, that science isn't or doesn't have to be something that's revolutionary that's going to change the world. Um, And to that, I have to say that's the hope. I do hope that they get there. We need our students, our youth, to think about the way that things work our earth, our climate, diseases. Cures, medication, all of these things. These are the things that we want them to think of in ways that we haven't in the past um, and hopefully make that revolutionary change. Um, But you asked me in terms of how do we get students engaged um, and how do we get students to achieve? And for me, a big factor is you have to know yourself. You have to know the information that comes to you so that you can look back on your entire life and say that I did not make All that many decisions that I regret. That you can look back and say, I had all the information that came to me before I made that decision, and I made the best decision that I could at that time. Um, The more that we make science more relevant to our students, the more they're going to feel some kind of engagement in learning about it. Um, You know, in biology, we learn about our bodies, we learn about uh, different. Medications and how those things can affect us. And so, why not make it relevant? You went to the doctors, you've gotten vaccines, or you didn't. Um, and I want you to be able to make the decisions and understand what these doctors or researchers are telling you before you make the best decision for yourself. So, for me, engagement is one of the most important parts of having our students um, able to achieve. So how do our students achieve, or how do I get students to achieve in science? Uh, If I could, (laughs) I'd probably make a lot of money if I could give you the answer to that. Um, But what I think is, the way that I have been successful with my students is care, nurturing, understanding what the student needs, and really having them talk out the concepts, so science can be a thing where there's a lot of memorization and we don't want them to just memorize. We want them to sit down and talk. So get four kids in the middle of your classroom. Have them discuss, throw a question at them. Have them say everything they can about that particular topic. Get yourself in there. Talk to your, talk to your children. Talk to your students about something that you want them to engage in. Um, and the more we get them discussing we can then craft those
0: discussions into the boring things like test prep. So I love this idea that we take a new way of thinking about the world, and then we can bring about revolutionary change through science. I think that's an amazing way to think about science education. And I think it's different than a lot of ways we're taught to think about science education. And I love that you addressed, um, let's memorize less. And I also love that you weren't afraid to say, I get people to achieve through care, through nurturing and through discussion. I think these are things that people want to throw right out the window when the achievement talk comes up because they're terrified that if they keep doing those things, there'll be no time for things like test prep. So I know that those things are core to what you do. But we're also going to need a couple of secrets, tips, and tricks um, so that we know once those foundational things are in place, what kinds of things you do in your classroom to make sure that students achieve because your test scores are unreal. So what do you do?
1: Well, it's sad to me to hear that sometimes we throw things like nurturing and caring out the window, Um, but we also can't throw practice and preparation out the window either. Um, Those are two of the most important parts of being able to achieve, whether it's on a regents exam, um, a state test, unit exams within the class, finals, midterms. Um, It's also the key to be successful when you leave high school and you get to college. Um, You have to practice and you have to prepare. Um, And the way that that works is trust. So if you're asking for a tip or a secret, number one is trust. Get your student or your child to trust that the reason why you want to engage in certain conversations with them um, or the reason why you want them to practice and prepare is because their best interest is in your heart. The second thing is don't underestimate the power of curiosity. When we have kids, oftentimes we want to keep them safe, keep them in this bubble. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Don't get messy. But we want them to do that. Engage them in the world around them. Pick that flower that you might have taken a little bit longer to grow than you, would have, than you would have thought, and you don't want them to pick it. But you know what? Pick it. Count how many petals there are on that flower. Stick your hands in that glue. Make the slime. Think about why those ingredients stick together the way that they do. Let them be
0: curious. Let them play. And they will be scientific thinkers. So I love the idea of science as building on the best information we have at the time, I think that's a beautiful way to think about scientific history. I think that trust and play and results through love is a transformational way to think about science education. So, Amrita, I thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to contact Amrita, you can do so through the CoPlanet website, www.coplanet.org. Again, we are CoPlanet exceptional, experienced educational consultants who believe that the world will thrive when our youth thrive.